0: You're in the right place for stories of self-discovery, gratitude, and connection. And to help you strengthen that connection to your own inner guidance, you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. Hey there, I have someone super special with me today. Bridget is a professional animal communicator who has the amazing ability to connect with our furry friends and understand what they're trying to tell us. And trust me, this woman knows her stuff. She helped ease my kitties, Panther and Karma, as they crossed over, and it was just so incredible to see how she could understand them and make their transition easier. But Bridget's journey to getting here wasn't always easy. She knew she had this special connection with animals from a young age, but society wasn't always supportive. She let the world push her in different directions, and it wasn't until she had a wake-up call that she realized she needed to embrace her gifts. Even though it was a difficult and painful process, Bridget is so grateful to have figured it out in her 57th year. Living authentically has brought her a sense of peace and purpose, and I know you'll be inspired by her story. So let's dive in and learn from the amazing Bridget Baker. Today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. If you'd like to find peace of mind amidst the chaos and no matter what's going on around you, you'll find a whole bunch of free resources like meditations and articles at zenrabbit.com. And while you're there, if you're curious about how you might stop working so hard and achieve more success at the same time, get a copy of the five easy ways to start living a sabbatical life it's a short guide to working less and living better find it all at zenrabbit.com welcome to find is a four-letter word my guest today is bridget baker i'm so excited to have this conversation with you bridget because you have just been such a, a godsend to me and to panther and karma my my kitties who have crossed to uh, the new the next dimension so welcome to the show
1: Thank you. It's this is really bizarre. I I feel um I feel very special like a celebrity.
0: Um
1: you are. But but I'm so very grateful that I was able to help both yeah. you and um Karma and
0: Panther. Yeah, we'll get more into that. First I want to start out with asking you the question of what were the values and beliefs that you were raised with? that contributed to you becoming who you are. That's big, um, huge, um, uh, you know, work ethic, you know, it's this is, this was really, um,
1: who both my parents were, you know, the old joke, you don't half-ass anything. It's full ass all the way. Well, that's, well, that's what, that's what we learned. Very sp- textbook, um, you know, Protestant work ethic and, you know, live a good life. And don't lie, cheat, steal. You know, uh, my, my parents were very uh, much involved in the church. We didn't have a choice. It, not, you know, not like that was a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. L- later on in life, it was not good, very good for me. But, you know, typical, I, w- I was born in 1965. So really, really kind of classic definition middle-class, you know, whatever you're doing, be your best.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so how did you carry that through? Like, as you were starting out as an adult, what choices did you make based on those, how you were raised? Cause I ask because you, you, as I know you now, and obviously yeah. I didn't know you then, but you're very much just a free spirit. And that's frowned upon. <laughs> um,
1: not in today, not in not in today's world. It's not at all. In fact, I'm, I'm not. Right. I'm not that weird in today's world. But you know, 1965 to shit, 2000. You know,
0: uh huh. I did not fit at all. But and, did you try to make yourself fit? What, and what? Yes. What did you do to do that?
1: Uh, I, I would tell the truth, you know, so I'm an intuitive, we we all are, I don't have anything unique that, that nobody else does. Nothing, you know, no special, uh, gene code or, uh, bump in my brain that, that you don't have, that everybody else doesn't have. Everybody can absolutely 100% do what I do and learn it. Okay. So step back from that. I cannot sing. I mean, I, I, you know, I can, it's awful. It's horrifying. I'm with Um, you there. (laughs) I scare myself sometimes. I still sing. Same. It doesn't slow me down, but you know. (laughs) Right. But nobody else wants to listen. Right, I'm not selling out a concert hall. Now, could I learn to improve that? Could I engage, you know, the best voice teacher ever? Could I have songs written specifically for my voice range? Yes, yes. Would I be better? Absolutely. Would I be amazing? Would I, would I have a voice like Celine Dion? No, no. (laughs) So same thing. Everybody can do what I'm doing. Will they naturally be able to gravitate to that? Not necessarily, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, So ever since I was, I mean, a kid, like a kid, kid, like five years old, I knew what the the chipmunks in our window well which was under our um kitchen table you know i knew they were there before anybody else knew they were there and and you know oh bridget must have looked out and seen them well i i couldn't i couldn't see in the window well from our window oh she must have gone out and seen them but anyway i they were fascinated with what i was eating so i explained to them that it was pancakes and they were like we would love pancakes <laughs> so i i told my mom i the chipmunks in the window well want to have some of my pancakes I'm, and you know right. that's so cute right we Bridget, so she's so and till they there are two chipmunks in the window well
0: huh you know so they let me put some of my pancakes out there and you know stuff like that right right Sp- but they just kind of ch- like, oh, she's so cute, but they didn't realize this gift that you had. Bridget
1: Bridget loves all animals, blah, blah blah, blah, blah. Well, so then eventually it was like, you know, I didn't know it. Nobody else could do this or or acknowledge this or you know, yeah, again, it, it's cute for a little while. Then, by about the time I was maybe six, seven, first second grade. I I knew what somebody was feeling before I even like walked into a room. Like I knew there was somebody extremely angry. There was somebody extremely happy and there was somebody scared. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there would be three people there and you could look at body language and anybody could tell you that that's what was going on. We're, we're kids. We don't know. And you know what they say out of the mouth, out of the mouths of babes. Right so i would just you know ask people why what are you so scared of you know or or um you know you went you went to the doctor and that didn't go well this is not what people want to hear <laughs> Right? god forbid that you know i wasn't reading their mind i was simply reading their energy so it it it
0: didn't it didn't go it didn't go well um, well because right because people thought that was weird. Because it's not what everybody else was able to do or recognize that they, like they weren't using that part of their, 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 um, you know, I, I was a target
1: of, um, bullying, um, a lot of, lot of really, you
0: know, the, the really shitty side of human beings. mm -hmm. Um, because right. Especially because kids don't like, Kid, well, kids and adults. And but kids adults. can be really mean about it. And now that we have social media, adults can be really mean about it too. Because we're not honestly, kids are the lowest form of humanity. I mean, <laughs> they really
1: are. I, I just, you know, sorry. You know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody out there is like, but my child is different. It, I hope so. Right. I really, I really do. But yeah. um, You know, right. But teacher, it's accepting teachers-
0: people who are different is not something that we traditionally do. We it, Outcast we them. and we still don't, right? Yeah. we still don't, but, but, um, yeah, so, so, as a kid, you
1: know, it it was cute until it wasn't cute. Mm-hmm. as a teenager, it was devastating, and I just shut everything down, literally shut it down. I shut myself down mm-hmm. because I got tired of being the weirdo, the freak, the target, you know, yeah, um, so you know, you you name it. I probably lived through that, you know. What are all the things that happen when you refuse to acknowledge who you are or find an appropriate outlet or be able to talk to somebody? And right, well, you know, in the 70s, you know, go talk to somebody. Yeah. I mean, so so I was just overly dramatic, a pathological liar, or just too sensitive. Mm, That's me. Right. So that's what every teacher had. That's what every, you know, that's what followed me for the rest of my life. Did you consider
0: becoming somebody who works with animals like like a veterinarian or a vet tech or I don't know, maybe you did that, but I so so I did
1: because I always wanted to be near animals. But Mm -hmm. I came to a very quick conclusion. I there was no way I was going to I was I could not live through pain and suffering or. You know, watching. You know, the I have the utmost respect for anybody in the veterinary field as well as medical. Period. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to tell you what what to do. And what do we do? Well, that sounds too difficult. That sounds (laughs) that sounds awful. I don't. You know, I guess I'll just be happy weighing you know 400 pounds and thinking my life is great.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, dieting, exercise. This doesn't sound fun. Right. You know, so, so, you know, here's what you need to do to, to help, you know, buddy um, not have hip problems, you know, and nine times out of 10, people just don't want to be bothered. So, mm-hmm. so at least that was my experience. So it was like, I can't, I don't,
0: I can't do that. Yeah. You and didn't want to work in that field.
1: I, no. And, and it's probably a really good thing that I, I didn't do that. I, I actually, when I, when I finally, when I went to college, I shouldn't say when I finally went to college, I mean, I went right after high school, but um, I did not want to. I kind of didn't have a choice. Yeah. That's what everybody's doing. <laughs> so well, and my parents were like, well, you're not living here if you don't right. go to college. Oh, well, yeah. well, that puts a damper on things. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, they said, and we want you to go to this school, which uh, was a Dutch Reformed, Religious College, and Seminary.
0: Wow, that seems like (laughs) such a mismatch for you. So we're we're
1: not, we're neither, I mean, we're not Dutch Reformed. I mean, we, we, so this was Calvin, Calvin College. Oh, Um, yeah. But the sort of the caveat, the carrot, the carrot was, you can go anywhere you want. You can go to, you know, University of Wisconsin. We, I was born and raised in, in Milwaukee. You can go to, you know, UW, anywhere in the UW system. You can apply to any school you want and you can pay for
0: it mm. or you can go to Calvin College. And what did you what did you do immediately after like you graduated? What was the field you went into? And the psychology. One... OK. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Did so, you practice? Um... And then. Cause I want to get to the part where you, cause before we started recording, you said you were on like Bridget Virgin seven. Oh yeah. I mean, and so, so I, I, that was my, my undergrad. Um,
1: I went for two years and then I was just like, I cannot, this is worse than being a kid again. Hmm. It was way worse. So, um, my folks were like, well, okay, you know, do, you know, do what you gotta do. So I, I just floundered, uh, you know, I, I was a bartender. I was really good but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know, it wasn't really my, my life's plan. And I I realized that just an undergrad in psychology, I wasn't going to do anything. I was not going to do anything. Uh I mean, there's just not, there's nowhere to go with it. So I, I floundered a little more and, you know, I, I worked a vocational rehab for quite a long time, which was rewarding, but, you know, when you can't pay the rent, it doesn't yeah. matter how rewarding what you're doing is. So, back to college again, because society said, "Well, this is how you're going to make a buck." Education, so, just
0: keep yeah. educating yourself formally.
1: Yep. With but, degrees, but don't don't make it something that you really want to do. Fast track
0: it. So I right went into do something that will business make you money. school. As opposed to something that brings you joy and fulfills your, your life, like your real purpose. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So I, I, I,
0: you know, got a graduate degree
1: and, you know, entered business and I mean, was I good at it? Yes.
0: Yes. Did I enjoy it? No, it ate me up every single day. And that is so common yeah that people go and do what they think they're supposed to do to make money and they're good at it. So that makes it harder even to walk away cuz you're exactly. like, well, "I'm good at it." So I might as well just keep doing it. But in the meantime, your soul is dying. It literally.
1: <laughs> yes, literally.
0: Yeah, so what yeah. was your wake-up call cuz I know you had one at least one. I did. So,
1: um I was I was actually uh, making six figures and and for the first time in my life that did not include the comma. So, um <laughs> you know I've made it. I'm I'm wearing fancy business suits um you know every day and I'm making really big decisions and um I'm making really big money. I'm making a man's money and it it was the weirdest environment I've ever been in um in my life and and I don't think I'll ever uh, encounter anything weirder. So, you know the movie The Devil Wears Prada? Yes. Okay, so no joke. I mean, and and not in a funny way though. But that is exactly the environment that I was in. Well, that movie was based on reality, so but it it was they were things that ridiculous and that petty. Mm. And we all knew how we were being manipulated. But yet the yeah. money keeps you there. The money keeps right. you there. What if I don't have that money? What do you who cares? I mean, yes,
0: I, I get, we need money, but surely well, right. I can, you can take that view now, but at the time, not then I you mean, didn't I just, see how, so how, yeah, talk just to didn't me know about what else how to you do. got like kicked in the face by life or the universe. No. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So, so I, um, I was walking past, so this is our old house in Indy and I, and I'm walking through our bar area, breakfast bar you know, solid tile floor. And, and I, and I was like, I have to, whatever, like I need to, my errand lists are up there, my grocery list. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I got to see what I got to do today. I don't, I don't know why I wasn't, it had to have been a weekend or something and Brian wasn't around. Yeah. So, so I'm walking past and I, I looked up and I mean, my whole, I mean, my body almost went rigid. I looked up and I I saw on the whiteboard I had spelled something wrong like like a common grocery item like uh-huh. potato I had spelled potato wrong yeah and I mean I went into this complete and total almost like a meltdown I, what happened was I had the mother of all panic attacks okay I went down cold on the floor and by the time I got up, I just wasn't even, I wasn't even sure what had happened. I thought I had died. I wow. legitimately thought I had died because if you'd understood the environment I was in, one misspelling, mm. quite literally could have been your job. Wow. Yeah. It was so that, that, it was trauma. It was that random and ridiculous. And I mean, I, I, one more week at work and I was just like, I can't do this. Mm. I just can't do this. I can't, I can't walk in every Monday morning and sit around with the other VPs and listen to people actually talking about what antidepressant was working for them now. And if they added this to it, it was even better because then you just were numb, you know?
0: Right. And, yeah. But
1: the, you know, it sounds like a joke. It sounds funny, but yeah.
0: Right. But was, when you're living it, it is It not was all, all funny. life.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, I can't do this. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I mean, it was, I was already on Prozac and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to know what it feels like to take effects or, or, um, the the eight other things that people were talking about. I was like, this is bad enough. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. already bad enough. So did you go in and quit and
0: move? Well, Brian was just like, you can't do this. You can't do this. (laughs) For, for listeners who don't know, Brian is Bridget's husband. And fun fact, Brian and I went to high school together. So yeah. That's how Bridget and I know each other. Just yes. throwing that in.
1: Yeah. So so yeah, no, I mean we we had talked about it. And I mean, I I, I went to my doctor and was like, you know, I'm I this was pre-Google, you know, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay. I, I don't know what happened, but but I'm sure it was brought on by anxiety. She was like, Bridget. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. First of all, all, I'm glad you're here. Okay. No, you didn't, you didn't clinically die and come back, but um, that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty severe panic attack is what happened. And, you know, I'm also happy. I didn't knock myself into a concussion landing (laughs) on the tile floor. Yeah. You know, whatever. But that was it. That was the wake up call. I was just like, this is fucking nonsense, and I can't do this anymore. Mhm-, I'm ruined, you yeah. know yeah i so yeah, so I completely um i just I just went in and i and i and I quit and I was like, look i I'm giving you whatever notice you need, I will put everything in order, so you let me know what your what are your goals for for me to tie up, put together what what whatever, whatever you want just let me know and I will make Mm -hmm. that happen and I'll make that happen in the 30 days that I am obligated to give you. And so, and you know, two, two days after I dropped that edict, I, um, I just wrote a business plan and I did a page by page for a web designer to put together a website and I opened a doggy daycare. (laughs) So, you know, it was just a complete departure.
0: Yeah. And that was, I'm sure like now you're back to working with animals in a different capacity, not yep. vet, vet tech, whatever. But right. Right. Like how fun was that? I, it was, um, I loved it, you know,
1: but it's not, um, you don't get to take vacation. Yeah. You know, you, you just, um, you're there, you're there all the time, you know, trying to get things up and running and I mean it was successful I and I didn't close because I didn't want to do it anymore I Mm -hmm. closed because I was bullied quite literally by the um the building owner because when I opened I was extremely desirable because nobody was renting I mean Mm -hmm. they had this empty you know strip sitting there and I paid my rent on time every single month They were still trying to get people out in the strip behind me that had been, had almost been squatting for a year and not, I mean, so, you know, I was a dream yeah, until I wasn't anymore because it was noisy. So they, they suddenly came to me and said, you've got to um, do all the sound insulation. I was like, that's not in, that's not in my lease. Mm -hmm. You are welcome to do it. And I will. I will assist in any way that I possibly can, but I cannot monetarily do this. It will break me. So they threatened with lawyers. I threatened back with lawyers and, and all was fine. They knew they couldn't force me to do it. The problem was my, I had signed and I had signed a five-year lease when, uh, i had signed first a two-year lease and then a five. Uh So my lease was coming up for renewal. What do you think was going to be
0: in it? Right, 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 right. And right. so how long did you run that business? Uh, se- seven years. The seven years. Okay. Yeah. And so that forced you out of that. Now we're at like, yeah, another version. And so how did yep. you get into doing Reiki? Yeah, that was another
1: weird, really, really weird.
0: And, um, and from there, how did that transfer into the animal communicating? So the the Reiki,
1: it was... Okay. Let me think. So, because,
0: because when you start doing Reiki, you're working with humans, even though. Yeah. And love animals. Is really in an animals. Oh, and, so you were always working with animals. So, uh, both, both okay. people and people and animals.
1: I had actually, um, I had gone for, uh, a Reiki treatment. That's what it, I was going to say, what, what was the, the button <laughs> that flipped? Yeah. So I had gone for a Reiki treatment and I was like, this is really amazing and relaxing and the the woman was like so um i'm just um i'm just going to tell you this flat out but i i like cannot you have like the most amazing barrier that i can't even i, I can't do anything and I was like really because I feel really relaxed she's like okay that's because you're laying on this comfortable table and it's you know candlelight and dim lighting and you know yeah yeah you're you're comfortable but I can't I can't help you I can't do anything and I was like well, can I just lay here for another 20 minutes then <laughs> I'll still pay you and she yeah. was she was like no absolutely and so But I mean, the more we talked, I was just like, I don't understand what you're talking about. She said, there is like this wall around you and your energy that I cannot chisel through. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, there's something wrong. She's saying, I'm saying, this is really amazing. And I don't know how you're you're still functioning. So because she said, I just can't. I just can't. I can't do Mm -hmm. anything. I can't manipulate anything. I can't do anything. And it got me started thinking about, you know, nobody, nobody ever. Referred to me as, you know, the ice princess or a cold fish, or, yeah, you know, I was always very expressive. I just, you know, and then I thought, okay, well, that's probably good. I'm, but maybe it's not. I mean, she wasn't saying it like it was a good thing. Right. She was saying it, like, honey, this is bad,
0: you know. But she didn't right. say that. And so you um, did you start studying Reiki to understand I, your own? Yes. Yes. Okay. To understand what, what did she mean and what,
1: you know, okay. I mean, I, I had a very limited grasp on what Reiki was before I went, which is okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to know everything about anatomy and before I go. Just really quickly for people who
0: are listening, describe in like one or two sentences, what Reiki is. The, the quick and dirty, my, I call this my bar speech.
1: It is, it is sort of like, uh, getting a massage for your energy. Okay. It helps remove blocks. It helps to identify where the blocks are. We're not we're not reading your mind or anything like that. Um nothing no because no parlor, parlor tricks or anything like that. It
0: it's sort of like acupuncture without needles. Got it. Okay. Because we are energetic beings. Right. And so it's a like you said a massage of your energy essentially. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. It it's finding it's finding a block or
1: um an area that that is causing pain, whether you feel yeah. it physically or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, and energetically adjusting yeah. it. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, okay. so that's that's how you got into doing Reiki, and then then you made that your profession. But what I'm curious. so, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was when when that
1: started chiseling away the fortress that, that, that is Bridget's energy. I started to like hear things again, not, you know, mm-hmm. well, well, my husband and I joke, Oh, you know, Oh, and did
0: the voices tell you? you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, cause it's always the voices in my head, you know, So you had shut that down completely and you weren't hearing it at all anymore. No, no. Oh, wow. Okay. No, not since, not since I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. I just, because it, it, it was easier to live that way. It than was to easier. live as yourself, correct? And bullied and yeah, and taunted, yeah. And and I am,
1: I am what is uh called clear sentient. So, so we know a lot of the clairs, like clairvoyant
0: mm-hmm.
1: translates to clear seeing, yeah. Uh, so a clairvoyant sees like you're watching a movie mm-hmm. on TV, clairaudient hears, yeah. So it is like clear hearing, so it is like having a conversation just like you and I are right um I am clear sentient uh now we can all we all have all those all right, the clairs. Right, right. there's like seven clair senses we have yeah. them all but generally one is like it's like having a dominant hand mm-hmm. you right. can use the other one but one is your really strong one right so clair clear sentience is mine which is feeling
0: yeah.
1: sentient so so when I'm communicating with the animal I feel what they are conveying. In other words, it's sort of like, does something hurt? Oh, now do I, if they have a, uh, you know, a tumor or an extreme pain point or, you know, you know, terrible arthritis pain. Oh, am I might know, no, but, but I know, I know where it is right. because I'm feeling where it is. Also, also like them conveying sadness, happiness, joy, Um, anger, fear, whatever it is, and at whatever level, I will feel that. And then, you know, the magic happens. Yeah. And and my brain somehow translates that. And it begins to show me a story. It begins to show me pictures. I can't tell you how it happens or how it works, because I don't know. I'm not a neurologist. You know, right, right. It just happens. And you, but that's how it happens. And that's, that's the connection point. So That started happening. You know, all of a sudden, you know, it's sort of like, Bridget,
0: you remember you used to do this? Yeah. So you opened the floodgates again. Exactly. And by chiseling down that thing that was around you, that energy block. Wow. Okay. I'm getting the whole picture here now. Now, being
1: clairsentient has its own issues. Remember, I said I could walk into a room as a kid and I knew who was scared. I knew who was angry. I knew who, who was happy. I knew who was, you know, completely clueless you know um so when i started shutting everything down it was to where i i couldn't tell what you were feeling were they your feelings or were they mine i couldn't Ah. tell as an as a as an adult being in chaotic environments or emotionally charged uh groups was hideous so, so yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I could never tell, if was it you? Was it me? Was it everybody around me? What am I feeling? I, I mean, I just couldn't, I couldn't tell what was mine and what wasn't. Again, Reiki helped me to determine, is that your
0: feeling? Is that my feeling? Okay. So like, Reiki like, helps like you putty. help others, but it also helped you manage me. your own energy.
1: Exactly. Which I had never cared for in my entire life. I'd never mm taking care of me um in any of those aspects and suddenly here i am you know giving a shit about you know other people and uh uh-huh. um it was like wow what about me you know yeah how about and i and i remember my my reiki teacher you know was always like you first how many times have you heard you can't help anybody else if you don't help yourself first well you know that was usually my response to it thanks mom uh-huh but um <laughs> but she was absolutely right. And, uh, so, so I did, I did, you know, in my entire, my first two years of, of training was devoted really to me, to me and just family
0: members or Uh close, close friends. Um, yeah. So that was, that was pretty huge. And then Um, how, how did you get into like, cause it's only recently that you started really sharing with the world that you have this ability to help animals. And it was because you had been talking about it on Facebook in some capacity. I don't even remember. Um, but when karma got, was in, uh, when she started, well, actually the, I was going to reach out to you a week before, Mm, because I knew something was wrong with her, right. But I didn't. And then it was like an emergency situation. She was having, uh, not cardiac arrest. What's it called? Um, She was in extreme distress when I first reached out to you, but we were on our way to the emergency vet where she spent overnight, but I didn't know what was, what was wrong with her. She was panting and, um, having trouble breathing and that, so I reached out to Bridget and said, something's wrong with karma. Help me know what it is. And you had a conversation with her yeah karma Kitty I know I know shes she comes to me they both still come to me in dreams, so yeah, so that is how really Bridget and I started really connecting was because I called on her to help translate between karma and me and what was happening and then so now we're both going to be crying if you're not listening you're not watching the video, yeah, <laughs> we're both like, oh um yes, but what I'm so grateful that Bridget was able to have these conversations with both of my girls and to share with me what they what was best for them, what they were saying they needed so that I could give it to them. So a lot of you have heard, if you've listened to some of these episodes um this season about the month-long sabbatical road trip that I took with 19-year-old Panther. <laughs> and <laughs> and Oh the She was so happy. She was. <laughs> right. So the whole reason why I took her with me was because Bridget said she would rather be with you than anywhere else. That was what Panther was telling her. And I said, "Okay." So so that is why Panther got to come on this month-long road trip uh and have the time of her life. Both of us. I mean, that trip was amazing for both of us. That was her sabbatical too. Yes. Yes. That was the trip of a lifetime. And that trip. So this is falls into the idea of finding gratitude everywhere and not necessarily looking at things through rose colored glasses and saying that's not, you know, that those feelings don't exist or that that viewpoint isn't valid. It's it's more a matter of like seeing the good in Even the sad or frustrating or disappointing situations, because that trip could never have happened if we, if karma was still with us, karma, wasn't a traveler or not a good traveler, (laughs) um, but yes. And so that helping us through those transitions, how did you come to accept that this is now what you're supposed to be doing? So. So, I feel like I always knew that it was and finally allowed it to be your truth. Because, right, but
1: you know, my entire life from the age of four, I didn't want to get beat up anymore. I didn't want to be poked fun at. I didn't want to be Bridget the freak, Bridget the witch, Bridget the weirdo, Bridget the pathological liar, you know, all of the things that formed my entire life. And now I'm kind of like, fuck all y'all you know right Right. I'm gonna be who I am and and because I can't not yeah and at 57 I I mean I just don't I I to say I just don't care anymore isn't true I mean we all say that we do we do kind of care but now I really I really don't care what you think about what I do right right you you're allowed to have your own opinion yeah but you're not allowed to have it influence me So again. Yeah. If so, then I'll, 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 you let me know which bills you'd like to pay. And I will pass it <laughs> on you and that you can certainly have as many opinions on my life as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So it was easier for people to call it Reiki than to, you know what I mean? Right. So and animal like, like easy. Well, it was right. easier for people to understand it maybe for some odd reason, but here's the weirdest part of it is that so, so like if I, if I say, okay. um, And they're like, well, do I need to bring my cat, rabbit, dog, llama, snake? No. Can you send me a picture? Sure. Okay. That's all I need. Yeah. They can, they can grasp that. Yeah. But when I, when I say, you know, the, the people will be like, well, can you, can you do a Reiki treatment for me? Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, where do you live? I'm like, uh, central Texas. And they're like, w- I what, you know, I'm in <laughs> I Indiana and I'm right. like, like, yeah, that's okay. I've, I've done as much distance Reiki as, you know, hands right. on. Yeah. Yeah. They, it doesn't what? require, they can't, they just, what? I mean, well, that's the beauty of energy. That's a bunch of, yeah. That's a bunch of hocus pocus. I just, you just paid me to talk to Brutus, your great Dane uh uh-huh. and we had all these landmark breakthroughs and you were happy and you totally get it what, what so what
0: you yeah. know what i mean right so it's just right
1: i don't know what it is it's the human condition so you know yeah I, I and i laugh about it all the time i'm like people can grasp that i can talk to their animal in the uk but um
0: but they have forbid. to be physically present
1: for God you to work forbid. on their energy. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that is I, so interesting. Yeah. And well, they are two,
1: they are two totally different things, but but in a way they're really not.
0: Yeah. It's all so. energy. It's all energy work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you're again. ready to step full into I yeah. communicate with the animals and help translate their needs to their right. humans so they can I've been doing
1: it. I mean yeah you know, for pay, it was what I did, but, I, but it wasn't, you know, it's not even on my website. How sad right. is
0: that? You right. Know? Well, that, it that will be coming soon.
1: Correct. Correct. I, I already, I already wrote to my, my first pass at it.
0: Awesome. So yeah, I have so enjoyed this conversation and I am so grateful that for all the work that you've done for me and Karma and Panther and for accepting, uh, the invitation to come on fine is the four letter word before we run off. What is your hype song? Okay, you listen to when you need a boost of energy. My hype song is "Brick House" by the Commodores. Okay, I
1: I have to tell you why because it ties into our conversation. Yes. When I woke, when so as I was going down like the sack of potatoes with my Mac Daddy panic attack, yeah, that song was playing. Not in my house. Not in my so like like, for real. Was this in my head? And, and then I know it wasn't, I wasn't down too long because when I woke up, it was, I was hearing the end of the song and it was a week before I found out what really happened. Uh I thought the universe just wanted me to hear that song. And they were like, God damn it, girl, get up, get up. You know, you're a brick house. You're mighty, mighty, you know, letting it all hang out. Not about, you know, oh, I'm sad. I, I got this great figure. It's like, you know, you, you better bring something big like a sledgehammer. Cause you ain't taking me down. Wow. I thought that was the universe communicating with me. No, it was. Well, my neighbor next door was, was having this like massive pool party. And so they were all playing disco. So he was really playing that
0: song. (laughs) That's why I heard it. But you know, I was like, for all those reasons.
1: Right. So it's just kind of funny, but yeah. So brick house. So every time, every time I feel, every time I just feel like shit or I'm angry, or I feel like somebody, you know, I need to push back.
0: I play brick house. (laughs) That is awesome. Now for people who are listening and who want to get in touch with you and continue the conversation or have you help their animals, what's the best place to reach you?
1: Uh, it's super easy to go to my website, uh, which is www.reiki317.com. So it's How do you spell R- R-E-I-K-I 317.com. Okay. 317 was my area code in Indianapolis.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I will put a link to that in the show notes. So we'll make it really easy for people. And thank and you so absolutely. much for joining me on Find Is A Four Letter Word. Thank you. I am so grateful to know Bridget and to have been able to call on her when we needed her services. I just want to make clear that your animals don't need to be facing the end of their lives for you to call on her. My friend Debbie reached out for help understanding and accommodating her dog Cooper's anxiety around storms, and he's much better now. Okay, now here are today's key takeaways. Number one, we are all intuitive but some of us are born more in touch with that sense than others. We can all learn it, but just like with singing, not everyone can be Celine Dion, no matter how much they practice. Number two, people can be incredibly ugly about things they don't understand. Because intuition is so closed off to many, those who openly share it can be the target of harsh bullying. But you can't let this dictate the direction you take in life or you will never be happy. Number three, don't let other people choose what you do with your life. You'll end up doing what you think you're supposed to. You might even get good at it, which only makes it harder to walk away. Number four, at some point, not being who you are meant to be is going to become more painful than any amount of judgment, bullying, or hurt feelings. And number five, it takes courage to step into who you are meant to be, and it is totally worth it.